are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Ooh, we are discussing Chaturanga Dandasana. That is the Sanskrit word. And it does have an English name, which is four-limb staff pose. Although you rarely hear the English variation, um, most of the time you just hear Chaturanga. So we'll go ahead and say Chaturanga from here on out. I do not typically uh, use Sanskrit for my yoga poses, mostly because it's a little bit difficult for me to enunciate um, in Sanskrit when I already have a bit of um, some other language barriers from my my upbringing uh, that changes the way that I articulate the English language. So uh, bear with me if you hear me saying Sanskrit words and it just sounds a little uh, crazy to you, that would be why. But Chaturanga is one of those poses in yoga that happens so quickly that you're never quite sure did you do it right. And it's very popular in a couple of um, yoga disciplines, which we'll talk about in a second. But it also can create injury if not done correctly. I like to think of it as a perfect balance between a push-up and a plank. So um, chaturanga, it is found a lot in ashtanga, vinyasa, and power yoga. And it is definitely a difficult pose and it needs to be performed correctly. This is one of those poses where if you are attending a class that does a lot of chaturangas, they should really break this pose down before class or you should stay after class and get the teacher to break it down for you or spend some time watching this one on YouTube. Um, I will definitely describe it here. So it's going to be one of those poses where you just have to have some patience and realize that it is a difficult pose, okay? takes a lot of strength and stability. So it is all about the spine. It is really, um, the spine's the main support of the body. So when this pose is performed correctly, it resembles a staff or a rod and with the spine in one straight line. So you can kind of get an idea of why it's called like a four-limb staff pose. Um, it is in sun cells and it is an arm balancing pose, Okay. So here are some of the benefits of Chaturanga. Chaturanga strengthens and tones the wrist, arms, abdominal muscles, and lower back. It prepares the body for more challenging arm balances. Similar to a traditional push-up, it also strengthens the muscles surrounding the spine, which helps to improve posture. Since it is a part of the sun salutation sequence, chaturanga is often practiced many times during ashtanga, vinyasa, and power yoga, as I said. It does take practice and discipline to learn how to practice this pose correctly and avoid injury, which we also talked about. When it is accomplished, the pose is a powerful full body toner. So I will say it will definitely make you feel like you lifted weights. You're lifting your body weight many times typically do, taking a chaturanga or taking a vinyasa as it sometimes is referred to as well. So you do not want to practice chaturanga if you have carpal tunnel syndrome or a shoulder, elbow, or wrist injury. I got a wrist injury and had to wear a wrist brace 
uh, for about four to six weeks. Um, and I was on some level doing like one armed chaturangas. It, it was intense, but, um, yeah, you'll notice right away if you have any upper body issues, you will not be able to make it through the chaturanga. Women who are pregnant should not practice the full version of this pose. So instead, you will want to lower only a few inches or practice plank pose. So plank pose is a way to, and we'll talk about this in a moment, to completely avoid full-on chaturanga, or you can do one or two chaturangas and then decide just to do plank pose going forward in the rest of that practice. Um, really just listen to your body. You just may be exhausted one day and chaturangas are not in in your uh, lineup. So it does require a great deal of strength. So um, as I've said and as I keep saying, because it has to be drilled into your psyche, you can easily become injured um, if you move into chaturanga too soon, if you're not ready for it, if you don't have the upper body strength to do the pose in the proper alignment. So you can practice half chaturanga or plank pose until you can support your full body weight correctly. So just have peace with yourself when it comes to that. Always work within your limits and abilities. And if you do have any medical concerns, definitely talk to your doctor before practicing yoga. So we're going to begin in plank pose. And um, just to discuss plank pose really quickly, it is um, it too requires the right posture and, and form. And again, uh, even though it's a variation of chaturanga, it's, in my opinion, still a very advanced pose within itself. So uh, let's talk about plank really quickly. Um, let's, let's begin on our hands and knees. So you're going to begin in the tabletop position. So start to breathe smoothly and evenly through your nose and just really bring your thoughts into focus. Spread your fingers and press down through your forearms and hands. So don't let your chest collapse. You're in that very strong tabletop position, okay? And you're going to gaze down between your hands, lengthening the back of your neck and drawing your abdominal muscles toward your spine. Begin to tuck your toes and step back with your feet, bringing your body and head into one straight line. You're going to keep your thighs lifted and take care not to let your hips sink too low. So really being mindful of that. If your butt sticks up in the air, which is also another thing that I'll see with my students, is I'll start creating this awkward upside down V in plank. Um, you're going to want to realign your body so that your shoulders are directly above your wrists. So that should take care of that. Um, draw your pelvic floor muscles towards your spine as you contract your abdominal muscles. So uh, excuse my French, but those are like the urine holding or the pee holding muscles is that pelvic floor muscle. Keep um, your head in line with your spine and broaden your shoulder blades and, uh, you know, across your collarbones. So just creating that strength in that area. You're going to draw down through the bases of your index fingers and do not let your hands roll open toward the pinky finger. So you're not going to want to accidentally end up on like the side of your hands in some weird way. You're going to draw down through the bases of your index fingers. So keep that in mind. Draw down through the bases of your index fingers. Press the front of your thighs or your quadriceps up towards the ceiling while lengthening your tailbone towards your heels. So this is really like a visualization. Hold the pose while breathing smoothly for five breaths. 
And if you're using the pose to build strength and stamina, hold up to five minutes. You all heard of the plank challenges uh, probably a, a few years ago. To release, you're just going to slowly lower into your knees and then press back into child's pose and rest. Sometimes you'll press straight into downward facing dog as well. So if you are practicing sun sows, you can move directly from plank into chaturanga as well. Or you can do the knees, chest, chin pose, which we will discuss also as a variation to chaturanga. So um, just really quickly though, just so I I can go over a few of the modifications and variations of plank pose. If your arms and abs are not strong enough to support your full body weight, you can lower your knees to the floor. You can Also lower one knee um, and just making sure you alternate each knee every time you do plank. That's called half plank pose. So you're still going to want to keep your head and spine in straight line, okay? If you want to deepen the pose, you can lift one leg at a time and kind of just hover one above the earth. That will uh, definitely get your heart rate pumping, but you're going to want to really breathe through that. Um, and then if your wrist gets sore, you can roll the top edge of your mat a few times and place the base of your palms and your hands on the rolled portion of the mat with your fingers gently curling. So you're kind of like not gripping the top of your rolled mat, but you're just kind of gently, um, curling your fingers onto it and then press down through the base of your index finger. Okay. So that is that we'll come back to knees, chest, chin in just a moment. So back to our chaturanga, we're going to begin in plank pose. So now you know what plank pose is. Keeping your elbows directly over your wrist, you're going to slowly lower your body to hover a few inches above the floor. Keep your back flat. Lift through your chest, keeping your shoulders in line with your elbows. Do not let your chest drop or sag toward the floor. Fully engage your abdominal and leg muscles here. If the pose is too challenging right now, you can come to your knees first, then lower your torso to hover an inch above the floor. This is called half chaturanga. So your elbows are still close to your waist. You're still kind of like your nose is a few inches above the mat, but your knees are dropped or they're not in the full engagement. Okay. So you're not Uh, Do not let your elbows splay to the side, so don't let them kind of wing out. Keep them hugged along your rib cage, pointed towards your heels. So that's super important. I like to kind of pretend I'm not squeezing, but I want to be mindful. I want to be able to feel my elbows and my arms like kind of glued into my side torso when I'm in chaturanga. It's just something I kind of think about, and it helps me. Um, you're going to then press the base of your knuckles into the floor and your upper and lower arms should be perpendicular, bent 90 degrees at the elbows. So do not let your shoulders drop lower than the height of your elbows. So really keeping your shoulders engaged as well. You should be flexing like your biceps, your triceps, triceps as well in this. Hold for 10 to 30 seconds, you know, whatever you can handle, maybe one second, and then lower your body all the way to the mat and rest if you're just doing chaturanga. Um, More experienced students can press back into plank pose, or if you're doing sun salutations, you might press forward into an upward facing dog, or you may go to chaturanga and then, um, like the, you know, we said, you can just lower your belly to the mat and and then push back into child's pose as well. So a few modifications with chaturanga is 
you will want to take some time to gain enough strength to hold the pose for more than a breath or two. <laughs> so touche to my one breath. But um, you're going to want to just take this really slow because you don't want to strain your arms, wrists, elbows, or shoulders. And there's other ways to do it than the full expression right away. So practice half chaturanga. It's still very strong to practice half chaturanga. Even when I do chaturanga, I usually do half on the first chaturanga and then I'll go into the full expression later throughout the sequence. Um, so once you have uh, enough strength, then and half chaturanga is easy then you can just easily start moving into the other. If half chaturanga is still difficult, you'll go into knees, chest, chin pose, which um, is like an ashtanga namaskara pose. We'll talk about that in a second. And um, if you want a more challenge for you know those who have a little bit of a stronger upper body, you can place a bolster or folded blanket on the floor beneath your body in plank pose and lower your body so it hovers just slightly above the prop while in chaturanga. So it's just like a mental thing. And more advanced students can come to the pose by starting in three-legged downward facing dog. And that's where you're in downward facing dog, your hips are parallel to the mat, and then you can lift one leg into the sky, typically with a a flexed toe um, pointing back down towards the mat. This is different from standing split where your pelvic slowly uh, starts to go sideways and you're almost like in triangle pose but in the air. Okay, so uh, three-legged downward dog is just that. It's downward dog with one leg in the air. Um, And then you can go into a three-legged chaturanga. So keep the same leg lifted the entire time as you move forward into three-legged upward facing dog and back into three-legged downward facing dog and into three-legged chaturanga. So as you can see, that's a cool variation. So um, chaturanga kind of looks similar to a, a push-up, but there are definitely some differences. So it's, in, it, it's super crucial that you understand the differences of the correct alignments here. Um, so again, you don't get any injuries. And so do not attempt to learn chaturanga on your own. Um, that's why it's important to really listen to this episode, maybe even watch it on video and ask questions next time you're in a studio practice or in a private practice, okay? Um, especially if it's your first time. If your arms and shoulders start to feel fatigue, you will lose the integrity of the pose. So you're going to want to back off for a while and practice half chaturanga or knees, chest, chin pose for the rest of the class. Do not let your shoulders drop below the height of your elbows, so kind of sinking your chest down and letting your blades kind of touch from the back. It's better for your shoulders to be too high in the pose than too low, so keeping that in mind. So keep those strong arms there if you need to. Keep your elbows stacked directly above your wrists. Doing so may require coming forward a bit towards the balls of your feet, so kind of like shifting forward which I tend to do with my classes in plank just to give them that sensation. And then you're going to shift your torso towards the top edge of the mat. Your upper arms and forearms should create a perfect 90-degree angle. And to get the feel for the correct arm position, practice it while standing and facing the wall. This is another great thing. You're just going to stand sort of like in mountain pose. Bring your hands up like you're um, kind of telling someone to stop, palms towards them. And then you're going to bring your elbows in towards your sides as if you are in chaturanga, but you're standing up. And if you're near a wall, you can press 
kind of elongate your arms towards the wall, press the wall away from you, and then bring it back and kind of doing like a standing chaturanga. That's an amazing way to practice. And most classes that are practicing just chaturanga, they will have you do that. Bend your elbows so that your forearms are parallel to the form, floor and uh, flex your wrists, pointing your fingertips towards the ceiling. Tuck your tailbone and lengthen your lower back. This is all why doing the standing variation. You can also practice the arm alignment by standing and facing the wall, like we just said, but you can bend your elbows and press your palms against the wall. You can use a mirror as well to double check your alignment. Just you're going to leave fingerprints all over, but it's awesome. Or you can have the mirror on the side of you and kind of watch yourself. In half chaturanga, keep the same alignment of your arms and torso as you would in the full pose. Just simply bring your knees to the floor. That's the only difference. Do not try to use brute strength to muscle your way to, into this pose. This will overuse your front muscles of your body, which is your chest, abs, biceps, and shoulder heads. Instead, think of your body as one compact force. So utilize the back muscles of your body, which would be like your back torso, your shoulder blades, triceps, hamstrings, and calves with equal effort as the front. If you can't do that, half chaturanga or knees, chest, chin. Keep your elbows tucked alongside your body, reaching toward your heels as we discussed. Do not let them kind of splay out to the sides. And remember, chaturanga is not a push-up and requires inner strength as much as pure muscle strength. So although push-ups is, people tend to muscle through push-ups, chaturanga, when practiced in a yoga sequence, becomes an integral part of that practice. And you do not want, it's not like you're just doing push-ups and then moving on to something else. You may do chaturanga throughout your practice. And so you need to be able to keep coming back to it. So be mindful of that. Um, really, in all honesty, practicing chaturanga correctly requires an understanding of the true heart of yoga. So although this pose demands strength, you can't simply conquer it by just sheer force and muscular effort. Instead, it takes patience and a willingness to accept your current circumstances. And I know that's sometimes really hard, especially in classes that do a lot of vinyasa flow chaturangas because you want to be doing them. In order to build the strength necessary for the full expression of this pose, you've got to let go of the desire for outcomes and focus on the present moment instead. And like I said, that's the heart of yoga. The essence of chaturanga is demonstrated in your ability to flow with all of life's challenges, both on and off the mat. Once you can flow, you will find the true power in the pose. I love that. So we're going to transition into knees, chest, chin. This is truly a beginner's pose. And I love this pose. And sometimes I only feel like doing knees, chest, chin. And you'll hear during my yoga classes, um, sometimes I only cue for knees, chest, chin. And you can always take a chaturanga there, or you can always take knees, chest, chin where you hear chaturanga. So it's um, interchangeable. So just remembering that this is, like I said, a beginning strength building pose. It definitely paves the way for the full body weight bearing poses like chaturanga or plank or other poses. Um, knees, chest, chin in the Sanskrit word is almost like an eight limb salutation. So it's uh, really because there's so many things that you're doing, the knees, chest, and chin. And, you know, you have two knees, two chins, you have your chest, and you have the, all the points of the chest, which is eight points. So it becomes like an eight 
limbed salutation, essentially. Um, it is a common warm-up pose, and again, it's a substitute for chaturanga. So some of the benefits is definitely the flexibility of the spine and neck while opening the chest. It also helps strengthen the arms, shoulder, legs, abs, and back. You're going to want to practice this pose regularly because it will help build that strength throughout your whole body and lead the way for other arm balancing and weight-bearing poses for sure. It's typically a part of the sun salutation sequence. Um, it's, like we said earlier, practiced during Ashtanga and Vinyasa and power classes, also warm-up poses before moving on to Chaturanga in those classes. It's an alternative to Chaturanga. It's... Um, Advanced students can also benefit from practicing knees, chest, chin. As I said, I do it always um, as well. And you can just do this as a gentle warm-up for your arms and shoulders. If you have carpal tunnel syndrome or any recent neck, shoulder, elbows, or wrist injuries, again, this probably is going to need to be skipped. Anything that has the weight bearing on your wrist and your hands, you'll have a trouble with throughout your practice. You'll want <clears throat> to bypass that if you can. Women who are pregnant obviously um, should avoid practicing this pose after their first trimester. It's just not good for your belly. And always work within your own range of limits and abilities. Definitely speak to your doctor before practicing yoga if you have any medical concerns. So we're going to begin in plank pose and you're going to make your shoulder, make sure your shoulders are directly above your wrist. With an exhalation, lower your knees to the floor. Keep your toes tucked under. Hug your elbows in towards your sides, pointing them back towards your heels. Keeping your hips lifted off of the floor and palms flat, bring your chest to the floor. Place your chest between your hands and gently touch your chin to the floor. So now like your chest is on the floor and your chin's on the floor. Hold for about a breath, or you can even go up to 10 breaths here, and then lower your body all the way to the mat and rest, or you can sweep your chest through for upward-facing dog and then downward-facing dog, or you can press back into plank pose, or you can move into, like I said, upward-facing dog, which is sometimes known as cobra pose as well, okay? Some of the modifications is, um, well, for one, this is a great pose for beginners specifically. So there should be no pain or very little discomfort, if any, when performed. But again, take it slow. Uh, some of the modifications is just being mindful if you can't bring your chest all the way far down as you can without causing pain. You can maybe have a block or blanket there. You can have a bolster there or a pillow. Um, it should really be a, a, an easy beginner pose and a nice warm-up pose for most people unless, you know, you do have any wrist or injuries like that. Um, things just to remember that we talked about earlier is your elbows should stay tucked in your rib cage. You should keep your hips lifted high, about 90-degree angle between your stomach and thighs. Do not simply collapse into this pose. You want to utilize the muscles of your back torso to lower yourself with contained effort. So that's probably the most important thing. And then breathe smoothly and evenly throughout the pose. If your breath becomes strained or forced, relax out of the pose for a minute before trying it again, okay? 
Um, bringing movement and flexibility to your spine and neck will help your body become balanced and coordinated. So that's another reason why knees, chest, chin is a great way to build strength and vitality while conditioning your body for a deeper yoga practice. So with that said, remembering that you can always take knees, chest, chin instead of chaturanga, or you can do half chaturanga, or you can just incorporate this in your um, practice at the beginning as you transition from knees, chest, chin to half chaturanga to full chaturanga, or you can um, take any variation of any of those in your practice at any time, regardless of what the yoga teacher's cues may be. I may say take a vinyasa and you can do knees, chest, chin. So thank you for listening. Good luck. Have fun. Namaste. Download the Spotify or Stitcher app for free. Find all the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast episodes on there, including my new series where I break down yoga poses one by one, step by step, as well as downloading free audio yoga classes and other podcast episodes. Thank you so much. Namaste. Thank you.